Hello, listeners. This week, I want to highlight an important story coming to light out of Aurora, Colorado. Last August, 23-year-old Elijah McLean was walking home from a trip to purchase iced tea at a convenience store. The Aurora Police Department received a call about a suspicious man, which subsequently led to their interaction with Elijah. There is body cam footage, which includes Elijah on the ground begging and vomiting, after which they used the carotid hold, putting pressure on his neck and cutting oxygen flow to the brain. When the paramedics arrived, they administered a dose of ketamine in order to supposedly sedate him, but once en route to the hospital, he fell victim to cardiac arrest and died a few days later, after living on life support due to being effectively brain dead. There are many upsetting facts to this case, none more so than the fact that this is the same police department that managed to safely arrest James Holmes in 2012 after he murdered 12 and injured 70 in the Aurora Movie Theater Massacre. This young man died because he was called in as a suspicious person. I urge you to visit change.org slash Elijah McLean, E-L-I-J-A-H-M-C-C-L-A-I-N. Once you've signed the petition, you can option to call elected officials in Colorado and let them hear you demand justice for this young man. Those elected officials are Governor Jared Polis, Mayor Mike Kaufman, Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser, and District Attorney Dave Young. Elijah McLean deserves justice. We aren't free until every last person in this country is free. And remember... Black Lives Matter. Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. I wish that I could just go to Hagrid's cottage and he would just pick me up in his garbage can sized lid hands and just <laughs> hold Rubbish. me gently and just, you know, like be like, it's going to be okay. I was just going to say astronomy and astrology are different things, Adam. I know. Okay. He didn't know. Did he name the cat Mrs. Norris? That is such a specific name. Put me in like a baby Bjorn and just like walk with me around the grounds. And like we would maybe like sing a drinking song together. Or like he and I would go pumpkin picking with Fang. Got your dick. <laughs> we talked about this, you idiot. It's the worst thing that's happened since he got to Hogwarts. Or, like, the worst thing that's ever happened to him? Because, like, I don't know, both of his parents were murdered. It's not even, like, a sexual thing. I just, like, want the companionship and just the feeling of being protected and safe. Every decision that he makes infuriates me to the point of hypertension. I am going to have a heart attack, and it's because, number one, my eating habits, but number two, Severus Snape. And then he's got, like, his little studio apartment, you know? It's very L.A. Why not? Like I'm like I'm a, like a wounded bird and he's like nursing me back to health or like I, he's a gorilla and I'm like a little kitten. And this is going on for so long. <laughs> I'm leaving. All of it is. <laughs> I, it was so long. <laughs> when it, does anyone else feel that way or is it just me?
Welcome to another episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Hello, Allie and Ari. Hello, Adam and Allie. Allie. Am I supposed to say, hi, hi, Adam and Ari. There you go. (laughs) Good job. What if I'd been like, hi, Allie. (laughs) You should, you should have. Hi, Allie. It's great Hello, to see you fans. Again. <laughs> oh, God. That would be silly. So, this Capital week, G. listeners, mm-hmm. we read chapter seven, nine. nine. <laughs> chapter seven, nine. nine. It's called The Midnight Jewel. Which I don't feel like that's an accurate representation of what the chapter really is about. Allie, why don't you? Right. What's your summary? Yeah, what's your summary? Harry and Malfoy get into a little bit of a disagreement after flying class. And so they decide to settle terms in a duel, which ends up being a trap, which leads Harry and company to discover Fluffy. They're getting a little long-winded. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's well, like, where are the commas? One's, this one's harder. I know. This one, <laughs> this one is harder to be like... Harry goes on an adventure, you know, that, yeah. that one's a little bit harder. I liked Harry flies on a broom and sees a dog. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. Yeah. The end. We should all come to the, we should all come to the, to the Table. recordings and, yeah. and have, have <laughs> what, like our own, like, see, yes, yes. And see what the most simplistic thing is. Yeah. I just love the whole when we started with like Harry rides a choo-choo train and like (laughs) (laughs) to me so basically this chapter starts out and Harry's like you guys I just don't think that I like Draco Malfoy (laughs) which shocking is understandable (laughs) and so they find out guess what's gonna happen they get to take flying lessons okay Yes. So very exciting. But then Harry finds out, oh no, we have to take flying lessons with the Slytherins. Draco's going to make fun of me. And so Such a buzzkill. Every Gryffindor is trying to brag about their broom experiences. Okay. So I, I love Harry's natural talent for flight. I love a natural talent when someone f- discovers that they're in their element. I love that. Hermione, on the other hand, is a little <laughs> bit concerned. And I love that she does not try anything without doing extensive research first. And what I love even more is that she cannot take a hint that no one else gives a shit. <laughs> I relate to that in a big way. Just her, <laughs> like her just sitting and talking to everyone and just being like, well, I learned this and this and everyone's like, we do not care. Just tune in or out. I like that Hermione A is like fully knowledge is power. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go into this without yes. full research. And B, as someone who also has read Quidditch Through the Ages, it gives you absolutely no indicator of how to fly. So (laughs) I can see why she'd be like, well, I'm still nervous. (laughs) I've learned nothing. (laughs) 
And I do, I do love that about Hermione, that strictly speaking, it, it would have no impact on your level of intelligence, but like, because it's a class and I'm assuming there's some type of performance grade involved. She's just like, I got to ace this. So they only take that class as first years. I'm trying to remember when Mm -hmm. we've ever like, or is it just that one? It's like a one time thing. Because they don't really have another flying class that they mention after this one, do they? I would assume that it takes place over the course of their first year. But after that, I don't think it happens again. Yeah. I was just thinking about this while I was reading this last night. We never go to Defense Against the Dark Arts in the first year, do we? Mm, He talks about Quirrell, but yeah, no. They don't don't experience the class. Yeah, Mm -mm. no. Okay. I just couldn't remember because um, I the reason I thought of it was like in the movie, she pulls wood out of Defense Against the Dark Arts. But in, that's our only in the, in the book, she pulls him out of Flitwick's class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so that's when I was like, oh, I wonder why they did that. And then I was like, oh, because they already had the Defense Against the Dark Arts like classroom. And then I was like, no, they don't. They didn't no. they had to, like create a set for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that set completely changes by the third film. Um, they get their mail and Neville gets from his grandmother a remember all. And I'm struggling to understand why a rem- remember all would be helpful in any way. <laughs> I don't. Not specific enough. I know. I think it's got to be like one of the most unhelpful things ever. <laughs> Just you know anxiety inducing. I literally had the same thought last night. Do you know what it seems like to me? It feels like a, a scene on TV product where in the moment yes. you're like, this is a great idea. And then mm-hmm. you purchase it and you're like, this is stupid. I didn't actually need this. Right. An because eagle like, owl is incredibly beautiful in case you were curious. An eagle owl is the one that has the, the like points. Yeah. Yeah. They are really beautiful. Is that the type of owl you would have, Adam? That's the type of owl that Draco Malfoy has. Who would not want a snowy owl? At first, I thought it said an eagle. You <laughs> wouldn't want his, one? His owl was an eagle. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past the Malfoys, honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't want a snowy owl. What kind would... of owl would you want? Cute. Oh, so you'd want p- pigeon. <laughs> yeah, I would want pig. <laughs> I would um, like pig too. <laughs> yeah, I just think a remember all is so stupid. It's, it's not very, helpful. Yeah, no. It I would just like cause you more anxiety. I know. I don't I also kind of get annoyed. Okay, I get here's here's the thing. The whole thing is just like Harry stands up to a bully, which like we applaud, we live, we love a true Gryffindor. However, it doesn't do anything. We never find out what Neville has forgotten. It's never brought, like, it feels like there's such, like, this, like, <gasps> Neville's gotten a remember all that you would think it, like, carries on in some way, the way JK likes mm-hmm. to have things, like, last yeah. past when they need to. And then, like, this is truly the end of the road. For it's the not remember-all. a horcrux. It fully isn't. <laughs> Could you imagine? Wait. Does Neville even... Harry saved the Horcrux from being (laughs) destroyed. Thank God. Does Neville even get it back? I would assume. But yeah, remember all, it's like, oh, we need Harry to catch something. So let's introduce this within the chapter. And then let's never refer to it again outside of this one chapter. Because it's worthless garbage. (laughs) I would also say this is one of her lazier... Um, naming of items, a remember all, mm-hmm. a remember, remember all. all. Um, I, I do want to say I love Madam Hooch because 
she's just like, all right, let's do Come on. You're wasting my time. <laughs> like <laughs> everything that the students do is like very, just like, why are you doing this? We need to be, we yeah, need to stay in on the fast. air. Um, there, her description of her, that she has like the yellow hawk eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very impressed with like the costume and makeup and hairstyling designers for the first film, because they, I think they really did try to go through the book and be like, what is I can't like what? Oh, is, yeah. Cause I, like they didn't have to give her yellow contacts, right? I promise you, you no one would have been like, "Well, she's not Madame Hooch." You think I wouldn't have done? Oh, that? that's true. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I was, was very happy to. she had the golden eyes in the film and the short gray hair and the yeah. short gray hair. I do. So a thought that I had last night that I feel like learning to fly is kind of like learning to play the recorder, where like, it's like the standard. It's thing. this. It's this weird thing that you learn how to do and like I guess it could be useful but you don't really need to learn how to do it because when you think about like in in when we get deeper immersed into the wizarding world there's so many other methods of transportation and this is honestly this is probably one of the more impractical modes of transportation because you have to like cover yourself up you know like you would have to use a different charm why is this funny to you adam the lengths at which you will like think about like you will go on the the you'll take your thought on the road and you'll end up in a new state like you, you are traveling with these thoughts this, this is the is whole incredible. reason this podcast became a thing though is because I know, she does this i know i should i don't know why i am always shocked <laughs> it was like last week with the hagrid thing i was like it's still going <laughs> never forget i'm making thing. it my ringtone <laughs> just have that be the last Whatever time i on. call you <laughs> i'll remix it into a song how about that <laughs> yeah 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 oh my god but I just feel like I, because people fly for Quidditch and I get it. To some extent, I understand it, but I just feel like it's just not a super necessary thing to learn. And yet all of the students learn it anyway. Hermione would agree with you. I also take issue with the fact that there are not more safety precautions in place here. Yeah. Why is she the only supervisor? Why are there not mats on the ground? I thought that when she was like, you all stay here. I have to take him. Like I was like, you're literally trusting all these 11 year olds to just sit here and wait for you. No way. Hogwarts is like a lawyer's nightmare or dream. (laughs) There are no, there are no attorneys. There must be no attorneys in the wizarding world. That's why they have to represent themselves at the wizen gamut because there's there's no one to defend that <laughs> yes there's just and there just must not be a way to like sue for damages because if so hogwarts would be bankrupt it would not be open yeah. anymore also sorry madam hooch you're a bad teacher if you can't do the spell that dumbledore does when he lowers harry to the ground when he falls like you, oh you yeah have to be on Air it mm-hmm. like if you see that this boy is taken off and you know like Look at Neville Long. Just look at Neville Longbottom. He's going to fall off the broom. I know. Poor Neville. Breaks his wrist. I love him. So Neville flies in the air. He falls down. He breaks his wrist. Poor Neville. Classic. He goes to the hospital wing. While Madame Hooch is taking him to the hospital wing, Malfoy tries to steal the Remembrall, which really isn't worth anything, but it's a small ball. And so it serves the purpose that J.K. Rowling needs it to serve, which is that it's kind of like a snitch. (laughs) 
It, it really is. That's that's the truth of the she whole like, chapter. I gotta come up with something. Yeah. Uh, or, Let me create. Or yeah. She's like, well, like there's no shit. golf balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she does use later, but. Um, yeah, she was like, hell? no one would naturally have a golf ball. So let me create something that's like a golf ball, but not. And so who sees Harry diving on his broomstick, but one Miss Minerva McGonagall. And uh, what I love is that Minerva McGonagall is the queen of surprises. She always keeps you on your toes. She's never what you think she's going to be. And I think this is something that happens a lot during this series is that you think she's going to be like, you son of a bitch you've broken the rules but here she comes out and she's like harry you gotta come with me and they go and who do they find but adam's favorite character (laughs) oliver wood oh yes that turtleneck could choke me (laughs) i only had eyes for ron gross at that point me too it changed. I think you guys talked about this. You're like crushes throughout the movies, but I swear my crush changed almost every film. So well, no one that. had a crush in the fourth film because I was, everyone. No, I still oh, I loved did. Ron. God, what's I was not you? still always. <laughs> Ellie Ron. was dedicated. And Ron Hagrid, was not my crush. And Hagrid. <laughs> I told you it was not sexual. Ron was not my crush in. in uh, the fourth film, but I did so have one. Bad. Was it Cedric Diggory? Yes, honey. Oh, girl. Robert Pat- I will never forget. The first time Robert I Pat- ever saw Robert Pattinson as Cedric Diggory, I was like, oh my God. Oliver Wood in the book is described as being like brawny, like burly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to see this Oliver Wood, honey. Yeah, I'm, we need like, more Oliver. Daddy He's, Wood. <laughs> yeah, I literally, my note when Wood got introduced was, hey, Wood, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we need more of him. We got him in what, one movie? That was it. Yeah. It makes more sense for essentially the goalie to be burlier and be oh, able yeah. to like block better. Yeah. Not this like skinny little twink from Scotland <laughs> or wherever this kid's from. I will never forget in one of those little like Tiger Beat, but Harry Potter only magazines that came out where they did an interview with Sean Biggerstaff and they were like, anything else you want our readers to know? And he said, I'm devilishly good looking or devilishly handsome and single. Yes, the 13 year olds around the world creamed their pants. (laughs) Ew, 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 ew. Do you guys think it's kind of embarrassing that the professors are caught up in what's essentially high school sports? Not when there's four different houses. Like, okay, this not is the when one they live there. Th- yeah, that's like <laughs> I know. I I guess I just don't understand sports. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I I get, quote unquote I understand sports, but like I don't understand like the fervor. And so mm. when she was like, I couldn't look Severus Snape in the face for weeks. I was like, girl, first of all, you couldn't look him in the face because he's ugly as hell. But second. Because <laughs> that hook nose, Hanny. That, that hook nose and sallow skin and that greasy curtain of hair. Mm-hmm. Wash it, Severus. <laughs> yeah, what are okay. you doing? Honestly, guys, don't. Severus is going natural. Like, we put a lot of toxins in our hair. He's trying to... He is a potions master. He's trying to reject the beauty community. And I get it. Like, honestly... If you want to wear your hair that greasy, then cut it. No, he can brew a potion for that shit stat. I'm sorry. If you cannot take care of your hair, cut 
it. But I always think Minerva McGonagall is so, like when she was a student, she was 100% like Hermione, except for the fact that she also 100% was really into Quidditch, which Hermione could care less. I mean, she's like Gryffindor pride, but she doesn't really care about Quidditch. I think this is, so this is another moment too, where I'm like, why isn't she telling Harry more about his parents? Yeah. She doesn't even say that his dad was a seeker in this chapter. Right. She just says that he was great at Quidditch and that's it. And again, it's it's painful for her. I don't know. Were they close? I mean, she was their teacher and their head of house when they were there. Yeah. Him and serious. And they were the order of the Phoenix together. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it's been 10 years, Adam. Since we graduated high school. I know, Allie. No, since Lily and James died. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Ding dong. No, I... Whenever I go back and read these books again, I think that a lot. That I'm like, no one really talks to Harry about his parents. Yes. I think, was she really just waiting until Lupin was introduced because even then it's like that's the most we get but even then he's like hesitant to really tell Mm -hmm. her maybe it's because maybe it's because like most of what they have to say is like inappropriate i mean when we do get a flashback of harry's dad i did not like him so i mean but like what would you i don't know he was like 21 when he died like what do you say like he was drunk (laughs) (laughs) what like what do you when he died there had to have been things to share Uh, there had to have been things i'm not okay i'm gonna move on but we'll come back to this we'll come back to this so harry's essentially on the quidditch team and fred and george are excited and i love they are the beaters of I, course they are. Of course they're the beaters. I love their their little uh, kind of foreshadowing for the Marauders map because they say that Lee thinks he found a new secret passageway. I had that exact thought. Because this would be, uh, we don't know exactly when in their third year that they discover the Marauders map, but it could it could have been before or after. I do love that. Also, before we move too far past Quidditch, what would our Quidditch positions be? Have you thought about this? Announcer. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Adam. First of all, where is the mat where are the mascots? Okay. Where are where is the <laughs> well, like Allie would also be the mascot. <laughs> the foam uh like snake. Um Allie literally was the lion in middle school, so Allie would also be the Gryffindor mascot. Full on mm-hmm. Luna. Um my position would be seeker. I would not be good at any other position. I would be the one out of the fray just trying to dodge things on my broom and then looking for something sparkly to grab. That would be my position. I don't think I'd be, I don't think I'd be, I think I'd, I don't even think I'd go to the games. I'd be like in, I'd be like- Not even to be social? No, I'd be napping in my bed, in my dormitory. (laughs) I'd be like, (laughs) yes, it's so quiet. (laughs) Finally, some peace and quiet. Allie, you 100% would be the announcer now. I'm like obsessed with that. Yeah, I would be the announcer, yeah. I'm obsessed with that now. So Malfoy comes to Harry and he's like, all right, well, it's time that we duel. (laughs) We've been in school for a month. Let's do this. Has it been been a month? Well, it's in October. Is it not? I don't know. Did they say that? Good to know. I'm going to say it's the first Thursday after they start. Or the next Thursday. Well, you can think what you want to think. I'm going to think what I think. Regardless, a very inexperienced Malfoy is like, I know what it's time for. It's time for a duel. (laughs) I love, I do love that Ron immediately is like, yeah, let's go. Yep. yep. He's (laughs) just like, all right, let's do this. I'm his second. Yep. 
Um, who a better friend, no one could ask for a better friend than Ron. I know. Such He's a truly ride or die. Do you think that Goyle cried that night because Malfoy didn't <laughs> choose him as a second? Which one's which? Gregory Goyle wept in his bed into what? his pillow in the Slytherin dorm room. Yeah. What do you mean which one's which, Adam? Of the, in the movie, which one is which? The taller oh. one is Goyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. The smaller one is Crab. Okay. Crab is the it. one that disappeared because he got arrested. Yep. Oh, yes. And that's then they right. They replaced okay. him with Blaze. Blaze the Beanie. Blaze the Beanie. Okay. Um, Great. Hermione's like, don't do it, guys. And they're like, lay off, Hermione. What I really love so much is that Harry and Ron really leave their dorm to go to a duel in their bathrobes yes (laughs) i didn't i thought it was just hermione in her pink bathrobe no they're like they They collect their their bathrobes and then Mm -hmm. they go down to the common room yeah they pulled on their bathrobes picked up their wands they're like okay i have my bathrobe on i feel safe let's go (laughs) duel also speaking of hermione in her pink bathrobe in the common room i wish i had the confidence and nerve of an 11-year-old Hermione Granger. Like, Mm -hmm. her just interrupting their conversation to be like, excuse me, you're going to break some more rules? And then sitting in the Cameroon to be like, "Um, mm -mm, no, you're not going to go. And then she's like, I'm going to come with you and tell Filch I was trying to stop you. I'm like, girl, really? You are trying it, but I'm into it. Like, I like it. She's also very short-sighted because Filch wouldn't care. He would would still get detention. Oh, yeah. No, it's dumb. But I'm like, the (laughs) confidence of it and just the pure nerve I'm into. I love her. She's breaking all the glass ceilings, honey. (laughs) Yes. Shatter them right up, honey. Do you think that the fat lady had already left by the time that they walked out of the common room? Or do you think she was just playing a prank on Hermione? She saw Hermione come out and she was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) This bitch again. Because there is a part of me that could see the fat lady being like, dear God, Hermione, stop it. I love the idea. I'm assuming there's like a curfew. There has to be like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You're in your house by 10 or whatever. Mm -hmm. and then i love the idea that as soon as she's like oh it's 901 i guess i'm gonna go off to my little girl group and she like Mm -hmm. waltzes over to a new painting and is like i brought the champagne we're doing the most fun anybody up for a bellini she does get drunk and i think it's book four It's like her and another witch, and oh, they're like yes. getting drunk in their portrait. Yeah, what's, and it, it's like what's that's her exactly name? Violet. What I've always wondered is, does she make up the passwords? I feel like she has to. I have to, a lot right? of questions about the password situation. Do I genuinely you... have questions about the password. Tell me. Situation. I want to know, like, is it a set? Like, is it like every two weeks? No, it can't even be two weeks because this is like the next Thursday. Is it once a week Every it changes? Week. Is it like they know someone in another house has found out? So they immediately, like, how does it yeah. work? Like every morning you have to check in with a prefect. How does it work? But then, yeah, who does the prefect find out from the head? No, yeah. that, it wouldn't be a head boy, head girl because there's only two. So it would have to, to be like the head of the house painting. or the painting. Yeah. Well, because not all, not all of the... The comp, like you, you don't need a password. You only need a password for Gryffindor and for Slytherin. Huh? Oh, Ravenclaw's is a riddle. I, mm-hmm. I thought Hufflepuff was a password. Well, this is I bad. I don't we, remember how we never go to Hufflepuff. No, well, we yeah, well, but you learn about it in Pottermore. Pottermore. But I don't remember how we get into our probably like a hug. <laughs> <laughs> you like a trust fall. 
Yeah, just be like, I see you. <laughs> yeah, you put your hand on the door and you say, Hufflepuff is fully like a theater you. kid, like back rub circle. That's it. That's like, yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, Truly. okay, I'm going to look it up. The, okay, so it says the entrance to the common room is located in a nook on the right hand side of the kitchen corridor, concealed behind a stack of barrels. And in order to reveal the entrance, no password is required. Instead, one must tap the barrel two from the bottom, middle of the second row, in the rhythm of Helga Hufflepuff, which will make the lid swing open, exposing a passageway that will lead to the basement when crawling through. Um, you have to crawl through? Honey, we're badger. And then, and then uh, if, you, if the wrong lid is tapped or the wrong rhythm is used, then the intruder will, intruder will be doused in vinegar and barred access. So it's like a song. Well, truly, I guess we'll just never know how the fat lady makes up the passwords. Do you think it's, do you think that's why she goes to girls night to get drunk and to make up something stupid? <laughs> yes. Also, Draconis, honey. sorry to come back to this, but like then anyone can get in the Hufflepuff common room. Do you think they're just like, oh, hey, come on in. You figured it out. Yes. Welcome. 100%. Welcome to the uh, group massage chain. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's why nobody it's goes. Like, you they know don't what? If you, can, if, you, if you can find your way in, we'll have you. <laughs> I love that. I love that it's literally just like, okay, here I go. <laughs> it should be a slide. A slide feels very, that feels very That Hufflepuff does feel very Hufflepuff. Have you yes. seen the photos of the common room, alley? It literally looks like a hobbit hole. Like we have round doors and everything. Aww. Yeah. Samwise Gamgee was a Hufflepuff. He was. A hundred percent. He was a Hufflepuff. Helga Hufflepuff married Samwise Gamgee. Like she was AKA Rosie. Uh, Oh, you guys. And Frodo was Slytherin. (laughs) Probably. Probably was though. Bro, Frodo was a squib. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so so what's great about this chapter is – it is kind of the first real adventure for Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Yes. Neville is there too, but that's okay because we love Neville. Yeah. Um, I literally forgot that Neville was in this, like that he go, he, he discovers Fluffy with them. Yeah, because it's not in the... Right. Well, movie. and he does, he goes to the Forbidden Forest too later in the book. Yes. Yeah, which isn't Not Ron. No. So Neville yeah. is... Neville is very important, and I don't like the Neville erasure that's happened. Yeah, I'd agree we with that. We love you, Neville. Yeah. And we love um, Matt Lewis. Um, so basically, Harry and Ron and Hermione, they leave the common room. Fat lady's gone. They find Neville. They go to the trophy room. They realize that Malfoy has set up a trap for them. So they're like, all right, let's run. So they run. They come out. And who do they find? Peeves decides, you know what? It's been it's been a little bit quiet around here. I want to stir some trouble. The fact that he says naughty, naughty, you'll get caughty. Got your conk, you know what I mean? <laughs> Peeves is a gay icon. So Peeves decides that he's um, a warrior for the rules and he announces that there's students out of bed. And so Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville are like, oh shit, we gotta, we gotta escape Filch. So they they run to a door. They think it's a dead end, but no. Hermione comes through, cool as a cucumber. Says, "Get out of my way, Alohomora." A queen. Okay. This is our first spell named spell. Alohomora. Oh, okay. I was like McGonagall transformed. 
her desk into a pig. But yeah, it didn't say what that was. Piggly wiggly. <laughs> Piggly wiggly. Can you imagine? Now, everyone get out your textbooks. Piggly wiggly. <laughs> so they enter through this door that was locked and they wait for Peeves to uh, pull a fast one on Filch, which I love. It's great. And then all of a sudden they realize why the door was locked. There's a three-headed dog in the castle locked up. And they say, oh shit, we gots to go. Do you think that Fluffy had like a giant litter box like a cat? How did she relieve herself? Freely. Is Fluffy a girl? <laughs> it's just like, I think, oh, I, I, I thought Fluffy was a man. I thought oh, Fluffy okay. was a boy. I always assumed Fluffy was a girl. So they run back to the common room and Ron's like, what the fuck is going on? I love Ron for a dose of reality because Ron's always like, literally what the fuck is going on right now? This is insane. I do love that about Ron. Uh, I love everything about Ron. And Hermione's like, you twit. The dog was on a trap door. And Hermione is the only one who pays attention to detail. Like Harry will think about the details that she mentions later, but he doesn't realize it in the moment. Yeah, this this is one case where I have to say I don't really blame him. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's put Harry on blast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's plenty of times where I'm like, Harry, get it together. And actually, one of the things that I have in in my notes is that Harry really jumps to the wildest conclusion because. Hermione's like, he's guarding something. And Harry's like, well, it must be the Philosopher's Stone. Well, after learning he's a wizard, I mean, who could blame him at that point, honestly? Yeah, he's just like, well, I've solved the mystery. I know the answer. And like, granted, he was right. And I don't love that, that he was right about that. (laughs) But he really, he's like, well, if if the three-headed dog is guarding something, it must be what Hagrid took out of the bank vault. And it must be what people are after and I have solved the riddle and only I and I alone can save the day. But doesn't tell anyone. But doesn't tell anyone. Just keeps it to himself. Oh yeah, that's the, in all of these movies, it's so funny to me that the students are like, we can figure this out without an adult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No one Let me share this with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know what they would say at this point because they already, like, everything the faculty knows they like there's no they haven't learned more than what the faculty knows at this point like if he went to Dumbledore at this moment right which he wouldn't but if he went to him he'd be like did you know there's a, a dog guarding a package that Hagrid took out of the vault which you know that I know and that that vault was try they tried to get to that vault and Dumbledore would be and like be like yep oh sure do <laughs> I, I know, know all of that thank you Yes, thank you. Also, Um, you're suspended. In-school suspension. Did Dumbledore at this point know that he didn't have an idea, though, that it was Voldemort that was trying to get to the Philosopher's Stone? Did he? I'm sure he had a hunch. That he, it's like he wanted it hidden at Hogwarts because he didn't want it to fall into Voldemort's hands. Because obviously he doesn't think Voldemort's dead. But when the stuff starts happening with Quirrell, is he like aware of it? And he's like, this is weird. Let's just see how this plays out. Or is he like, oh, it's, it's Voldemort. Or do we know. not know? Maybe don't we don't. Do you we know Dumbledore's know. thought process, Allie? 
Yes, I'm intimately familiar with it. (laughs) A couple of final notes about this chapter. Um, Like I said, love that it's the first adventure of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. It's it's our first time to get a glimpse into how they're going to operate together. I love that Hermione and Ron are already bickering like an old couple. And I love to think about the fact that Harry, at age 11, is getting ready to duel Malfoy. And who would have thought that just three short years later, who's he going to duel but Lord Voldemort himself? Not even a full presidential term later, he's got to duel the Dark Lord. I, this um, chapter is fine. <laughs> I, did, I was I not forgot about this chapter. <laughs> I forgot in this chapter, um, it isn't quite the same as it is in the movie, but this was the introduction to Hermione's iconic line from the movie. I'm going to bed before either of you come up with another clever idea to get us killed or worse, expelled. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the same in the book, and I was very disappointed. I think she says it's n- it's pretty close. I will say it's 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 I, like flipped I was, around. I thought it was word for word for some reason in my memory. So when it didn't happen, I was like, I hope you're pleased with yourselves. We could all have been killed or worse, expelled. Yes, now, that's if you what it don't is. mind. I'm going going to bed. bed. I just remember her iconic line. And then Ron says, she She needs to sort out her priority. And in in the book, she says, he says, no, we don't mind. (laughs) Thank you. You think we dragged her along, wouldn't you? Well, this was another great episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. <laughs> oh, week, are we, we done? Discussing, yes, we're done. We will be discussing, cha- I just have to end it. I know. Next week, we will be discussing chapter 10 entitled- And I will be singing It's All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion. <laughs> entitled <laughs> Halloween. Um, and get ready for that. It's like 11 pages. You'll be fine. And... um. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HP Anxious. Thank you, Ari and Allie, for joining me today. You're welcome. Get ready for my performance. We're ready. And as always, Knox. Not a Bit Network. Find us on Instagram at Not a Bit Network for our other shows.